I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler, baby. I know heartbreaks, setbacks. Bitch, if a crap out, show him a get back. I've been through the ups and downs. You know I get around. So to me, it's all a part of the game. Make money, make, make, make money. Get hit the fan, we'll take money. Southside. <laughs> back like we never left. But left like we never write, just carrying on. More the same on deck. We talking that good, good, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 3, Episode 4, entitled In Sheep's Clothing. As always, I am your humble and most gracious host, Real. This episode is brought to you by some good, good Green Apple Crown Royal and Coke, Diet Coke, because I'm old. You know what I'm saying? Old school. We all know who the title of this episode is about. But do we, though? Your immediate thought is the new celebrity in this power universe, old Ronnie Ron, a.k.a. Ronnie Michael Isley Myers. <laughs> Mathis. But is it, though? Is it rock? I mean, she's been talking about getting out the game all season. Like she harmless now. But is she? Maybe it's Gerald. He look harmless enough, but Gerald got issues. And he definitely a fiend. <laughs> Maybe he gonna be more trouble than we can imagine. I mean, why keep him hanging on in this series now that the support group is gone? Inquiring minds want to know I want to know. I'm sure you want to know. For now, let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? We start off with one of Kanan's courier cats being chased by the cops. This cat on a Honda scooter. N.W.A. playing in the background. Playing that good 100 miles and running. This cat going about 20 miles and scooting. You knew, you knew he was going to get popped. I thought he was going to get run over or shot slow as that scooter was moving. And as brown as he was on it. You can already see the flaws in this business setup that Canaan and Famous got going on here. You can already see it. Or at least the potential for short-term setback and readjustment. If Kanan bought it, bought it, he going to readjust, recalibrate. We're going to have to wait and see. I mean, he already having to take care of expenses early on in the game. That's part of the game. Had Lulu come down to the precinct, get the 20 miles and scooting cat out. Kanan like, say you his uncle.
got Paul knocking on the door, complaining that he losing couriers because they running all the weed jobs. Or they leaving because they don't want to do the weed jobs. Canaan give Paul a little grip to hold him over. Paul tell Canaan he still need cats running his routes. I mean, because that was his initial business. Otherwise, he's going to be out of business. So unless he plan on paying Paul that carryover money forever, he need to fix this ASAP. These unexpected events happen when you're doing business for yourself. Canaan finding this out firsthand. Two cops introduced themselves minutes after Rock had signed off on the property she acquired from her hairstylist's landlord. The agent she was working with told her the property was as is. Rock ain't asked what as is was. <laughs> what it had been, no nothing. She ain't know what she was really getting into. And she ain't really care because she was going to use it for what she needed, which was to wash that money. Then probably just let it go. But she should have kept up appearances, though, like she was serious about investing in a property. You know, at least acting like she planned to do something with it, because that agent sure enough saw her coming. He like, uh oh, we got a live one, fellas. She ain't asking no questions. They probably had her number from day one. Now, I don't know if extortion was just going to happen, regardless if she asked a million questions. But it happened today. She sure looked like an easier target with the no questions asked, I'm buying this piece of crap property approach. The cash only type. The type that'll play ball because they want to keep their thing on the low low. No trouble. Cops gave her the spiel too. Introduced themselves. Welcomed her to the neighborhood. Asked about her son. Told her vandalism happens in these parts, you know. The whole gentle shakedown thing. Now Rock politely declines. They hand her a card. Say, you know, she start to go left, give us a holler. You know some issues going to pop up. They going to make sure of it. Meanwhile, Ronnie check into a spot at a bar in the city somewhere. But it was playing that good down-home Louisiana blues. dun 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 you know, like something you, you might hear in a speakeasy or a, a juke joint in the country. In New Orleans, somewhere in that seedy old school part of town. Ronnie greets a lady named Pop at the bar. His tone a little less gruff than usual. A little, and I mean little, Coolness in his vibe, you know. Ronnie hit her with the, what's the word, Pop? I was like, oh, okay, well, we, we, 
We about to see another side of Ronnie. And we did to a degree. He hit her with the what's the word, Pop? To which she turns around, looks him up and down, and says, look at sexy ass Urkel up in this motherfucker. The way she came up on him, though. He came from somewhere back in her long ago. Yo, that old Doobie Brothers was playing in my head. Y'all don't hear me, though. She came up on him like she missed his touch or something. <laughs> but she called his ass Urkel. She like, look a sexy ass Urkel up in this bitch. Got down off a bar stool. Got to hugging him. His face looked hella disgusted. <laughs> now, I done been hugged by someone I didn't prefer to hug me before. Maybe a time or two. But that was not the face that I made. His look was more like I'm about to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> I'm starting to think Ronnie don't like women. Which, you know. If that's the case, then that's the case. And if he do, it probably ain't going to be the type who you would think it would be. Like, like he going to have a type. Special type. <laughs> and I do mean special. She rubbing on Ronnie like, ooh, you got them prison muscles. <laughs> he was looking like he was going to explode. <laughs> Ronnie was looking like he was going to explode. Like when all them chicks came up on him at the club when he was out with Unique. Ronnie was like, get off of me. <laughs> Pop was feeling him up. She like, I like them strong, silent type cats. All of a sudden, bunk from the wire come from around the corner. <laughs> oh, old bunk. Talking about, yeah, you like them strong, silent types, of which I'm neither. He slunk around that corner like he was up and just caught a homo case in Baltimore. <laughs> McNulty wasn't around, and it was his turn to give a shit. I digress. You know I love the Wire. Wire fans, you know what I'm talking about. Cool ass Wendell Pierce. Snaps, what they call him. So now we got Snaps and Pop. I was like, okay, if we meet a mofo up in here called Crackle, I'm going to lose it. Snaps and pop, joking around, being playful, like two people who've been with each other forever, through thick, thin, nothing, something, all of that at the same time. She flirting with Ronnie. He think it's funny. They cracking jokes. We find out Ronnie here on business. 
Ronnie feel like Unique taking too long. He trying to get out in them streets, make some money. Feel like Unique waiting too long to get things started. Unfocused based on his love, lust connection with Rock. Comes to snaps and pop for some work. Every time I say their names, I'm getting hungry as a mother for some cereal. <laughs> if I throw crackle in here, and it's likely I might with this drink, going to be kicking in in about five minutes. Don't worry about that. Y'all know what I mean. Ronnie come to old snaps and pop for some work. <laughs> or some funding to get him off the ground, you know, get him started. They ain't really feeling Ronnie, though. You know, Ronnie, Ronnie a little awkward. His, his awkwardness is apparent, which they do sense and often point out verbally. Come to find out they older players, retired from the game, used to run in them streets. Ronnie used to do a little business with them. They tell Ronnie that Unique is usually good on the business front. Ronnie like, I used to make y'all money back in the day. Pop like, no Urkel. <laughs> we used to give you money back in the day. You ain't make us sh We gave you money. You gave us money back. Plus interest. That's called an investment. Snaps like, I tell you what, we will make a small donation towards your enterprise efforts, but you're going to have to get the lion's share from other places. Told Ronnie he going to need to crowdfund <laughs> to get his drug enterprise started. Get in on that Kickstarter. Ronnie smirking like he found out they had Honey Nut Cheerios on the menu up in that bit. Ronnie leave out, pop up at his next bankroller spot. I mean, if he going to get this crowd funding thing happening, he got to hit a bunch of people. He roll up at Dean's spot. Pop up at Dean Grandmama Bingo spot. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You roll up in the bingo hall or part cheesy spot, or wherever you and your grandmama play, and you see an old street associate, you know it's a bad omen. You know it. Dean looked like he's seen two ghosts. He is not happy to see Ronnie. Ask Ronnie why he darkening his doorstep. Ronnie tell Dean he needs some work. Dean, tell him if your last name is Mathis, you are persona non grata. Hit him with that John Wick. He like, I don't fuck with y'all. Plus, I'm out the game. Frustrated, Ronnie puts his hands on Dean. Like, that's going to help. Put them Jason hands on him. Till Ephraim put that nine up in his ribs. <laughs> 
Rodney asks, why he's supplying Unique and not him. For some reason, he feel like Unique getting his work from Dean. To which Dean tells him, where Unique get his supply from? The Colombians. Ronnie's then removed from the premises. Unique down at Quan's spot, his new business partner, set up by Stefano Marchetti. Unique up in there making excuses why the business moving a little too slow. Moving and talking like Unique do with that cool ass aggressiveness. <laughs> he like, if for any reason you unhappy with the fact that I'm not moving the product like I said I could, <laughs> we can dead this right here. Quan was looking like Unique was saying some fantastic shit. Like he was intrigued. And I guess he was because he felt like if Stefano put him on. This man about to be the shit. He like, okay. Unique like it's best y'all give me some room. To do my thing. Stay up out my kitchen. Quan like, okay, I'll give you some room, give you some time. Unique leave up out of there and actually go to his own kitchen. <laughs> Unique come in, sit down to a freshly made peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know why every time I do one of these power episodes, I get hungry as a mofo. Some peanut butter and jelly sound good as hell right about now. I don't know about y'all. Unique sit down to a freshly made peanut butter and jelly sandwich up in his own kitchen. <laughs> Took his time, spread the peanut butter out real smooth. <laughs> Same with the jelly. Ready to wash that down with some good, good Canada dry Tahitian treat fruit punch soda. <laughs> Just trying to get his nourishment and chill on for the little bit of time he home. Here come Pernessa. <laughs> Came downstairs with the quick walk. Ran up on Unique at the table. So you know he came up in the house and then go upstairs or nothing. <laughs> Unique just came in the crib. No hi, babe. No let me find out where my baby at. No hello to his little son. No nothing. Just come in, put the keys down. Maybe use the bathroom, wash his hands, go make him a sandwich. <laughs> she just happened to hear some rumbling going on downstairs. Came by to see if by chance that was her man, indeed it was. Pernessa don't be getting no love at home from the Mathis brothers. That's <laughs> how it be sometime. She like, damn, Unique, you messing with other chicks now? 
He talking to her like he just woke up. He like, yo, B. I'm just trying to enjoy this PBJ I just made. You know, I hadn't had PBJ in a minute. She like, I hadn't had my man in a minute either. So who are you f***ing? You know, Ronnie put that little bug in her ear about maybe he, he got a little side piece. <laughs> Unique ain't deny it or nothing. He like, all you need to know is I'm taking care of you and our son. She like, that's not enough, though. He like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Unique look inconvenienced as a mother. Unique got up and left the aforementioned PBJ sandwich and that delicious punch soda right where he sat to eat it. Just left it. <laughs> Pernessa went and killed his damn appetite. The nerve of her. She like, fine. Get that bitch to wash your drawers. Get that bitch to polish your jewelry. Run your errands. All the shit that I do. Unique leave about it there. Go somewhere where he can eat in peace. Rocks. <laughs> Raquel Thomas crib. Unique up in there getting a bite. Tells a dean told him Ronnie came to see him. Rock tell Unique, Kanan coming home soon. So, you know, him just coming up in the crib while her son there. That's not going to be too cool. Plus, they're not moving in the same direction. You know, he still tote guns and sell drugs. <laughs> And she don't sell drugs no more. Don't tote guns no more. He like, that's cool. One more time for old, for old time's sake. She like, uh-huh. He like, shall we? They get to some good old kitchen action. I ain't even going to say for y'all. Marvin go down to Gerald's job to return his badge he left in the car. That night he got cracked out an ass bet with what looked like some dealers. Gerald was in that corner just ass bet out. <laughs> he thanks Marvin for assisting him that night. Said he knew Marvin wouldn't judge him. Marvin looking around Gerald's office. See he's a reporter or editor of some type. They have a little chit-chat, get a little rap, share some pleasantries. Marvin offers to continue the support circle with Gerald. You know, just the two of them. Gerald accepts. Look like Gerald going to be around for a little bit. Agent Tanner, one of the FBI cats, and Detective Ogden, Come to ask Howard about Crown and what he was into. He gave him some BS. Howard, that is. Asks the agents what they had. They tell Howard they got more thoughts 
than theories. They ask Howard, where are things with his shooting? He says the same back. He got more thoughts than theories. Tanner-like seems like a recurrent theme down here in Southside Jamaica. Howard like, I don't know what the fuck y'all trying to say, but, uh... <laughs> On that note, Howard pieces up out of there, leaves them to whatever other business they had there at the precinct. <laughs> Just left them. Jukebox somewhere getting checked out. Doing a physical for basic training. Physician is like, have you been sexually active? Juke like, no. But she paused as she was trying to decide and give her answer. Like she was debating internally. Is me doing me considered being sexually active? <laughs> nah, the answer is no. To that pause, the physician was like, okay, we don't want you popping up with no baby on the way while you in basic training. Juke like, that's not going to happen. So Juke was still contemplating joining the armed forces, being all she could be. Probably didn't think she had a chance with the girl group. Being as they cut her off 10 seconds into her song, she piece up out of there. She home with Pops. The lady from the audition comes over to let Juke know she in the group. Tells her and Marvin they got a TLC like thing happening. Like they got it down to a science. A diva, a girl next door, and Juke, the tomboy. Juke don't have no problem with that. She accepts the opportunity. Marvin tells everybody. Can't and find out. Wind up catching up with Juke at a pizza spot in town. Tell Juke he wants to take her out, celebrate, get all fancy and dressed up. You know, his, his business is doing good. And he wants to treat his cousin to something nice because she had something real nice happen to her. You know, after all the BS she been going through. They head out to B. Smith's spot for some good, good eating. It's a nice little moment. Short while later, Juke eventually meets up with her new group members. There is slight tension upon the introduction. The girl who thinks she the lead, Crystal, immediately hits Juke with boombox, right? <laughs> She know her name was damn Jukebox. The other girl, Aisha, soon comes in. Juke and Aisha hitting it off immediately, getting a rap, talking hip-hop albums. You know, they, they got a connection. Crystal in the corner on her bad and bougie. <laughs> Eventually, the manager, the head honcho in charge, the lady who came to Juke House and shared the good news, come in. Give them the rundown. Tell them the name of the group is Butter. <laughs> she excited about it too. 
She like the name of the group is Butter. <laughs> Crystal like, I don't like it. She like, I don't care what you like. You can go home, young scrappy. <laughs> she immediately realized she got to lay down the law from the jump. She like, I'm the North Star, the sun, the moon. I'm your mother, I'm your daddy, I'm that in the alley. <laughs> she like, I'm everything. You nothing. Let's get to work, little playettes. <laughs> Sound like she was pledging them young girls. I was having some flashbacks. I was like, shorties is getting pledged. Now, prior to this, Rock ran up on Kanan at the school. Sees him with a crew of cats around him. He handing out shit beepers, packages. She like, who that, Kanan? These young cats got pagers and scooters. She like, I don't, I don't even see you no more. What's, what's really hood? He like, I got a roll. I got school. I'll see you when I see you. She like, uh-huh. You about to see me real soon. She peep how the school got metal detectors. Get the scheming. Wait till Kanan leave out, heads up to his spot. A reluctant famous opens the door against his roommate's wishes. Let's rock him. She make a beeline over to Kanan's book bag. Plop the gun right up in that piece. <laughs> Tell famous keep his mouth shut. And stay out of family business. Handed him a roll of money. Told him see no evil. Hear no evil. Speak no evil. Ain't this about a bitch. By any means. Necessary. Now famous in a tight spot. Cause he can either deal with. A little ass whipping from Canaan. We probably think he got a good chance at beating. Or he could deal with Rock, who's a known commodity in them streets. Nobody want that Rock smoke. That grimy South Jamaica Queens hustler smoke. He ain't want that. Took that little money, went, went back to writing rhymes and taking orders. <laughs> Marvin and Lou get a little rap. Lou don't go into detail into why he was unable to make the audition, but he apologizes. Tells Marvin he know he messed up. Marvin tells Lou they made the audition. She made the group. Lou's happy about that. Tells Marvin about an opportunity with the Cafe Vu spot he ran into. They head down to Cafe Vu to meet Shirley. It's a good meeting. They all connect. Everybody cool. Sound like Shirley open to having Marvin invest in the bar. Give it a makeover, a do-over, a reimagining, as she says. Says they could even take it over when she leaves in a few years. 
Marvin is interested. They toast it up. Him and Lou get to playing. Marvin like, oh yeah. So this way I'm going to set up shop. <laughs> going to take a little bit, but I'm going to have customers all up and through this piece. Lou like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just doing music business stuff up in here. No drugs, man. It's going to be a clean little spot. Marvin like, okay, if it, if it must be. Next time Kanan up at school, he try to go in. Metal detectors go off. Security guards find the gun Rock put in his bag. Now here's what I don't understand. That gun was a six shooter. Chromed out and everything, so you know it was heavy. How Kanan ain't feel the weight of that bag and not look in. Or just look in before he went back to school for anything. They got Kanan up in the principal office. Ready to meet with Dr. West. This is all moving according to Rock's plan. School called in Rock and everything. Rock down there like, oh, this is such a travesty. Kanan pleading his case talking about. The gun is not his. She tells the doctor they had some tragedy and issues recently. Rock is on one. Does not play fair at all. Got her son jacked up with a gun. She, she put a gun on him. This could have went all left. I know she had Howard or you know, she got some people in the police department, but this could have went all left. You're taking big chances. That's what Rock does. Imagine if your mother was like that. I mean, she done already put the gun in Kanan's hand. Pointed out a victim who just happened to be his father. Some time ago, you know. Like when Rock finishes with this whole little thing and Kanan find out that this was Rock's scheme, it's over for real, for real between Kanan and Rock. School told him the police was looking out. They ain't pressing no charges. So, of course, we know, we know who that is. That's old Howard on the back end. Told them they weren't going to take Kanan down to prison. They just going to have social services come check on him. So basically, Kanan need to be home. Present that good family life look. They like, we giving y'all a break. Your mama could have gone to jail. They get up out of there. They get outside. Kanan like, that was whack. I got shit to do. I'm going home. Peace out. She like, yeah, you going home. My home. Get your ass in the car. <laughs> she like, get your ass in the car. Got me out here looking crazy. 
you bring Canaan home, tell him this is on you. Shows him to his new cell. <laughs> Nicely done room. I mean, if you under 12 or over 40, the blues in there was popping. You know, the color blue. That's about what Canaan was feeling, too. The blues. His business popping off. Now he's going to have to shut that down or adjust heavily. You know, he already taken a couple losses. You know, with Paul and, and the courier getting busted. You know, now he got to deal with this. Ain't no telling what he owes Simrad. Rock just putting a wrench in mad right now. Howard come to the house. Tell her he can't take her calls no more. The one she put in to get the gun thing off Canaan back, that was the last one. Rock didn't tell him she was responsible for it, but she did tell him it was a good thing that he did for his kid. He like, yeah, but that's, that's the last time I'm taking that call from you. Meanwhile, across town, Old Ronnie Myers eventually makes his way down to speak to Juliana and Joaquin. After hearing they to connect straight out of Dean mouth. Tells them he wants product. Want to do some work with them. They dismiss him just off the name alone. He like, I'm unique's brother. <laughs> like that's. Like, that's good sh That's kind of a problem, especially with Juliana. But Juliana is intrigued. Because she sees a dynamic here that, uh, you know, she might be able to exploit. Ronnie says, if unique is a problem, you know, problems have solutions. So some things could, you know, could go down. You know Juliana going to be looking for that get back. You know it. She got in that car like, okay, that's, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. Ronnie catch up with Unique at the crib shortly after. Unique come up to Ronnie like, Wagwan blood. Ronnie up at the table with a full pizza pie. Unique coming in, a little frustrated, lightly pounding his fist into his, his hands upon approach. Asked Ronnie, yo, what Dean talking about? Letting Ronnie know he know a little something about what went down with him and Dean. Ronnie hit him with Dean who? He like, Ronnie, don't play. Ronnie like, I'm going to die with this lie. <laughs> he like, I ain't seen Dean in ages. Unique like Dean told me. You rolled up on him. Asking for work. You calling Dean a liar? Ronnie like I said what I said. Unique hit him with the Denzel. Okay. Alright. <laughs> like the gloves is off. That's how you want to do this? You ain't shit, Ronnie. 
He jet up out of there. Mad tension is in the air. Mad tension is in the air. You know they're going to come to a head. Ronnie face just grimaced the hell up. Ronnie did not like that interaction or what he heard. Later that night, up in Dean's spot, Dean come in from running some errands for Grandma. Got Grandma some of that strawberry in shore. <laughs> that good, good in shore. He like, Grandma, they were out of vanilla. So I got you strawberry. <laughs> I know she was thinking, as long as I sh I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he take out grandma hearing aid to change the batteries she up in there watching that 13 inch TV watching supermarket swap <laughs> I look like a little supermarket game show just grinning at the activities at the actions looking like somebody's sweet little grandma Dean in the kitchen changing the batteries. Here come Michael Myers. I mean, Ronnie Myers. I mean, Ronnie Mathis. Coming out the shadows like it's October 31st. Come up on Dean from behind. Grab him close. Take the Halloween butcher knife from the table. <laughs> Stabbed him up a good seven or nine times like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Ronnie was tearing that ass up. Left him cut up on the kitchen floor. Grandma eight feet away in the other room laughing at the game show antics. She can't hear a damn thing. But it looked funny. Wait till grandma turn around to go shit out that insure. Won't be nothing funny about the scene old Ronnie Ron done made. Not at all. <laughs> 